Welcome to today's reading of 365 Bible for the last day of the year of 2022, December 31st. We're reading Malachi chapter 3 to chapter 4, verse 6. It's the end of our study for the year. And I know we got a lot of gaps and so forth. I'll try to make it up this coming year and all the gaps we have and see if we can put the whole year together, which is probably not going to happen because life happens. In other words, windfalls come and adventure happens and travel happens. and But we get it in in the right time, the right place, and the right blah, blah, blah. Amen. You know what I'm talking about. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Word of life. Hallelujah. The word of life. Jesus said, I have come that you may have more of life and have it more abundantly. When Jesus came, he he came to bring mercy and grace or grace on top of grace and truth. Amen. He came to give us the Father and a relationship with the Father. He came to destroy the works of Satan, of the devil. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Master, our friend. Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you, Lord, for being that miracle and being with us. Amen. In reading the book of Malachi, chapter uh, 3, the study notes say the people had Accuse God of failing to keep his covenant with them. Where is the God of justice, they ask. They saw wicked people succeeding and concluded that God had gone back on his promises to Abraham. They'd given up on God. God confronts their accusations head on. I am the Lord and I do not change. If God had broken his covenant with the Israelites as they believed, they would have been destroyed long ago for all their sins against him. It was God's faithfulness in the first place that preserved them. Like the Israelites, we see injustice everywhere and experiencing suffering throughout life. We see evil people get ahead. We wonder the same thing sometimes. Where is the God of justice? God responds no differently today. He has not changed. His promise and purpose remain the same, even if we are unfaithful. 2 Timothy 2, 11-13. We have the benefit now of looking back and seeing Jesus. His life and death show us how deep God will go to fulfill his promises. Jesus is the one Malachi looked forward to in Malachi 3.1. And we look forward as well, believing that Jesus will come again to judge the world and to be the God of justice. Amen. Malachi chapter 1. Chapter 3, verse 1, excuse me. Look, I, the Lord, am sending you my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. Then the Lord you are seeking will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant, whom you looked for so eagerly is surely coming, says the Lord of heaven's armies. But who will be able to endure it when he comes? Who will be able to stand and face him when he appears? For he will be like a blazing fire that refines metal or like a strong soap that bleaches clothes. He will sit 
like a refiner of silver, burning away the dross. He will purify the Levites, refining them like gold and silver, so that they may once again offer acceptable sacrifices to the Lord. Then once more the Lord will accept the offering brought to him by the people of Judah and Jerusalem as he did in the past. At that time I will put you on trial. I am eager to witness against all sorcerers and adulterers and liars. I will speak against those who cheat employees of their wages, who oppress widows and orphans, or who deprive the foreigners living among you of justice. For these people do not fear me, says the Lord of heaven's armies. I am the Lord and I do not change. That is why you descendants of Jacob are not already destroyed. Ever since the day of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. Now return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's army. But you ask, how can we return when we have never gone away? Should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did you ever, we ever cheated you? You have cheated me of the tithe and offering due to me. You are under a curse for your whole nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's army, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before it's ripe, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. You have said terrible things about me, says the Lord, but you say, what do you mean? What have we said against you? You have said that's the you. What's the use of serving God? What have we gained by obeying His commands or by trying to show the Lord of Heaven's armies that we are sorry for our sins? From now on, we will call the arrogant blessed. For those who do evil get rich, and those who dare God to punish them suffer no harm. Then those who fear the Lord spoke with each other. And the Lord listened to what they were said, what they said. In his presence, a scroll of remembrance was written to record the names of those who feared him and always thought about the honor of his name. And they will be my people, says the Lord of heaven's armies. On that day, when I act in judgment, they will be my own special treasure. I will spare them as a father spares an obedient child. Then you will again see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who don't. The Lord of Heaven's army says, The day of judgment is coming, burning like a furnace. On that day, the arrogant and the wicked will be burned up like straw. They will be consumed, root, branches, and all. But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in his wings, and you will go free, leaping with joy like calves led out up to pasture. On the day when I act, you will tread upon the wicked as if they were dust under your feet, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. 
Remember to obey the law of Moses, my servant, all the decrees and regulations that I gave him on Mount Sinai for all of Israel. Look, I'm sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. His preaching would turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. Amen and amen. That was the reading. And more on the commentary on that reading is, Precious metals are refined by the searing heat of the furnace. Cleansing of filthy fabric requires the use of cultic soap. God often uses the fire of difficulty time to ready us for his restoring work. He uses suffering to lead us to the first step in recovery, a recognition that we are powerless. If we recognize this fact and turn to God for help, he would deliver us from destruction and encourage us as we walk the upward path of recovery. The denial of God's people was great. God confronted them directly with their sins, but they refused to acknowledge him. Acknowledge them. Our addictions can lead us into denial that is equally powerful. While we refuse to admit our sins and failures, there is no hope for recovery. We can receive help only after we have recognized that we have sinned. As long as we think we are all right, God cannot help us. It is not a popular theme, but the Bible is filled with warnings about proud and sinful people. People who think they don't need God are doomed to destruction. We may react negatively to God's warning because we don't really understand his heart. God wants us God warns us of destruction, hoping we would destroy not only our own lives, but also the lives of many of the people around us. If we were left to our own selfish ways. When we hit bottom, we come to this hard realization. If we never realize it, however, we will never experience the rich and meaningful life that God wants for each of us. Fear is never a pleasant subject, but healthy fear is the beginning of a proper view of God. As we recognize God's goodness and power, we learn to trust Him and become willing to follow His program for healthy living. A proper view of God will lead us to healing in our lives. Someday the entire world will recognize God for who he is and will worship and obey him. Life in God's kingdom will be characterized by wholeness and peace. Until that time, however, we can put God in charge of our lives and experience his healing in our own corner of the world as we grow to respect God as we respect as he deserves us, we will joyfully follow his perfect plan for us. Amen and amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. Let's go ahead and read the Psalms. Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise in his mighty heaven. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise his unequally greatness. Praise him with the blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with the lyre and the harp.
Praise him with the tambourine and the dancing. Praise him with the string it, strings and flute. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with the loud sounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Proverbs 21, 25-31. She, the virtuous wife, is clothed with strength and dignity. And she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instruction with kindness. She carefully watches over everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Amen and amen.